Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nellie J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. So what's going on, everybody? Uh, as you know, good rookies. We're excited. Uh, it's been a big week. We're end of June. When this comes out, June soon done. Oh, my gosh. Last week of June. This is crazy. I don't know what's happening, y'all, but June came and went. The playoffs happened. The finals, were, the champions were crowned. Draft happened. Oh, my gosh. And, and trades. So, Fahim, what we got going on, man, this week? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so trades happened, chains, trades got rescinded apparently, and trades happened. Um, any, what trade in particular that, uh, did you want to start with? Well, I would say this, right? All the trades were, no trade was rescinded because it has to go through the league office. So trades were rumored by different Rumored. teams okay. well, and then it fell through because of like you know different reasons but until the league actually officially accepts the trade like that's why like you know big up to Woj and Shams and all the guys that do report on the trades because it's a lot um but you know they always say like this is expected and then when it goes through okay this has been gone through so I would say the first trade to knock things off was Beal um uh your thoughts on the Beal trade Beal wow. going to uh, Bill going to the Suns. Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, first of all, I have to put a respect on Phoenix's name. I, I like the fact that Phoenix, over the last few years, they are always putting like they're always going for it. You know, swinging for the fences. It wasn't Durant before. Like they got Chris Paul to go there. Then and Durant, KD now. Bradley Beal, I mean, that's a ton of scoring. Now, they obviously do have, there's a question to be asked, who's going to get these guys the ball? Because they don't really have a point guard or a true point guard or a point guard that you would think uh, would be on a championship caliber, but Beal, Booker, Durant, wow, that's a ton of scoring. And that's a ton of scoring in the playoffs when I think it matters. So, I mean, I happen to be big on it. How about you? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the the, the okay. needle. Um, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the defense. The, why they lost wasn't because of scoring. When you watch the playoffs, they weren't losing because of scoring, losing because of defense mm-hmm. and lack of rebounding, lack of interior um, defense. Um, you know that's why people were driving in there, slashing in there. Um, lack of perimeter D because Devin Booker, ah, Cameron Durant defended quite well, but Aiton. You know what I mean, like. Beal doesn't do anything. All it does is sells tickets. Um, and you know, uh, Beal's agent is the son of the CEO of the Suns, so that's a little nah. like the team to me is the same. Is the same. So I, I even when they got Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is, is a weapon, right? So they're still going to be, I think, second round exit. Um, if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, I won't be surprised. But are are they? Am I now like, oh my god, this team is going to win a championship? No. I'm not there, but um, to your point, mm-hmm. I just don't know how, how it's going to look like. Similar to when Kyrie went to Dallas, I wasn't a fan of it only because there's only one basketball, and both of those guys play their best with the ball in their hands. All three of those guys 
um, Booker, Kevin Durant, and Beal, the ball that had to be impactful. Beal's defense is not like, oh my gosh, he's a defender. So he's going to have to need the ball in his hand. And like you said, someone had to pass him the ball. And I'm thinking, they're, you know, you have two shooting guards now and you have Kevin Durant. That tells me that they're going to make either Booker or Beal play point guard. Um, and again, Kevin Durant can handle the ball too, but they may have a different type of offense. Maybe they're going to have a different system where all three can get off to your point. So I'm not like hating it. I think it's, I think it's cute, <laughs> but I'm not like, oh my gosh, the team is now the team to beat. But like, like that's the type of trade, like that, that's the kind of trade you do to do that. I don't think this trade gave me that. Wow. It was just like, a, oh, okay. Now they have another shooting guard. Like they don't, they have that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Booker and mm-hmm. Cameron Durant can do what they need shooting. My issue with them, what my issue was that, um, you know, they weren't getting other people involved. And and some, and some and that's why some guys got cold. And when the game, the one game when Cameron Durant and Devin Booker played bad, bad in that game six against Denver, no one else stepped up because they weren't prepared to. Like, they don't have the ball in their hands. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like, I'm happy for Beal because clearly he wanted to go to the Sun. So, um, I would just say now their money is tight. They have three guys getting, lo- get some, getting lots of money. And the question for the Suns is, do they go to the luxury tax to, and sign someone else? Because I think they need a point guard for him. If I'm them, I'm going after Tyus Jones. Um, I know Tyus Jones went to from Memphis to the Wizards. I kind of wish the Wizards waited to get a Tyus at a pool. And then Sun go, okay, give us Tyus and Beal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, I feel like a Tyus would have been perfect. You know what I'm saying? With that Beal trade to make it better. You know what I mean? So, um, I think a point guard, there's some point guards that are available. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, but he wants 30 mil. Um, you know, and, you know, like some teams have a lot of point guards. Some drafted some point guards. So, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens with the Suns. Um, I think the Suns, who they draft yesterday? Uh drafted uh to Manny Kamara and he is not a point guard um so um yeah so again we're gonna see right but again like I don't think you do a trade for him to um impact your deficiencies right um like when Lakers did trades it it was a reason right um so that's why with this trade I'm kind of like is this gonna solve why you lost or are you doing it because you know it's something that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so Kumara, uh, Kamara, he's a 6'8", six, eight, um, six, eight, so he's uh, from Belgium. He's born there. Um, maybe he can. I'm not sure if he's a great rebounder like or what, if, that's, if he's really good at that. But they need some size for him. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm rounding off. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's my thoughts on Beal. They're, they're the same team to me. Beal doesn't move the needle for me, for that team. All right. And the Boston Kristaps Przingis trade, that went through because I'm confused. I'm hearing it went so through. The, I'm the, hearing it the, didn't. There was two trades, right? So for the, so the, only one trade happened. There was a rumor that there was going to be a three-team trade with the Clippers, Boston, and Wizards. The Clippers right. wanted okay, to get so Brogdon. Okay, so the one that's true. It, so mm-hmm. Clippers wanted to get Brogdon. Brogdon's medical, is, medical background was an issue, so that trade died so instead right they added memphis so the memphis memphis okay. wizards boston trade went through that's the one that's that is right. uh okay yeah so uh marcus smart goes to memphis um 
Ty Jones goes and to it, Wizards. Ty Jones. And then Memphis uh, gives Gallinari. up. Yeah, so let me get, so, so, so let me read it to you, right? So three team trade. What Grizzlies receive, they, they receive they receive Marcus Smart. What the Celtics receive is Porzingis, a number 25 pick in the 2023 draft via Grizzlies, and a 2024 first round pick, top four protected via Warriors. What the Wizards receive is Tyus Jones via Grizzlies, uh, Gallinari via Celtics, Muscala via Celtics, and number 35 pick in 2023 via Celtics. That was the okay. pick that they had so yesterday. So the three teams, I guess, we'll, we'll, we won't even discuss uh, the Wizards. Not much really happening in, in Washington. Um, Marcus Smart going to Memphis. That's actually a surprise just because he's been a Celtic. I'm, I'm pretty he was drafted there, wasn't he? He had to be, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of this part, time of his career, him leaving, especially them not getting a ring, you know. Um, but, you know, to get Porzingis, it's an upgrade. Uh, your thoughts on Porzingis? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think. Um, Does that I move wish... the needle for you? Um, the Celtics have have always been contenders for him. So they're still contenders. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I do. My issue with the Celtics is the ball distribution amongst the t- amongst the players, and we saw that a lot where they're playing a lot of ISO. They fall into the Raptors trap. And Raptors fans know what I mean that where we're playing a lot of ISO. Like I get the ball, I do my thing. Then you get the ball, you do your thing. And the game they won, they were passing the ball, right? They were passing. It looked it looked fluid. Everyone was in the system. Everyone was shooting. The extra pass is what got them to be successful. So with the Porzingis, does this help them do that? Maybe not, but it does give them a better defense inside. Um, and I do like, and, you know, Al Horford, he's old. Robert Williams, we saw what he did. Like, those two guys weren't enough to handle Miami's bam at a bot. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, it's, to me, I think this is better I think he's better than those two guys, right? So I, it's an upgrade in that position at the five. But the issue is not the five. The issue has been J- J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, them working together cohesively and not hogging. In that fourth quarter, we saw, you know, Jalen Brown chucking up threes at moments, right? Jason Tatum did that in, this, in the third round against Philly, and it worked because he was making the, making the shots. But that last game when Tatum got that ankle injury, it just... You could tell the team was just collapsed. They had no one else to go to outside of Jalen. So having a Porzingis, if Jason was to get hurt, that's another person that can shoot score, right, with the Browns. So I think this is like a a, a better upgrade. But they're still contenders. There were contenders this year. Uh, they were favorited to go. A lot of teams had them going to the finals. So th- they're in the same level as they were before. Now they're just trying to say, okay, not, now we got to make a move, right? Marcus Mar to the Grizzlies, I like it. Um, um, Jaws out for 25 games. Uh, Tyus Jones is great, but Marcus Smart gives you the defensive edge that you that, that you lost with Dylan Brooks, and he and he's a point guard and he's aggressive and he can play. I think he has the same grit and personality type to fit in that team. Um, so I think he will be a great, also a great vet, a great leader for that team as well because they need some structure. So yeah, I like that for Memphis. I, I do think Memphis got better with the Marcus Smart job combo when he comes back. And I do think uh, Chris Stafford's, I, I think Boston got better. Um, I'm curious to see with Tyus Jones and Gallinari, like what happened with those guys. But 
yeah, like I think Celtics and Grizzlies, I, I like their, I like their team. I, I like, I think they're both going to fit well. Yeah. I think those teams win, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how they, um, how both those players adapt to that, uh, to, to, to their new teammates. I guess I should say. <laughs> I think Porzingis is going to take a lot of pressure off of Tatum and Brown. I mean, he has the ability to be a part of a big three, third option. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even second option. I don't know how it works out, but he could like definitely be a piece in there. And um, yeah, when he gets tight, instead of going to Tatum and Brown, now you have to, you have to respect uh, Przingis, especially when he does it uh, from the front court also. So yeah, good job on, on Boston with that little upgrade there. Um, last one on the... Fahim, before ahead. we move to the last one, um, remember Porn- mm-hmm. Porzingis complained about Luca in the 2020 bubble mm-hmm. as remember because he had like a really weird performance and he was like i don't get the ball enough do you think that might happen again with boston because remember that was that, mm-hmm. that that was one of his issues was luca like, like not luca but was like not getting the ball enough in dallas do you think that might be a problem mm-hmm. like do you think he wants to be a third option or you think he's going there knowing he's a third option and he's okay with that just your thoughts on on that part and we can move on mm-hmm. um i think well, I don't think Boston is is like a Tatum and Brown or so ball dominant as Luca. Um, they've worked it out, so I think that he'll work in the mix. I, I think he'll be all his his stops he's had in his career. I think he'll be most happy. I think it's going to work for him in Boston. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but I think him. This seems to be a perfect situation for him because even in Washington, he was their number one option, but he's not really. And I don't think like I don't think he's the number one option. You know, I think he's he a good comp- yeah. really he's a really good complimentary player. So I think now playing with this type of talent and depth in Boston, I think he'll be happy there. I think it should work out for him. Just my thoughts. Yeah. I mean his his usage rate has uh um let me see what his usage rate for this season. So what's interesting, I'm just looking at usage rate. So he complained the twenty twenty year. And it was it was pretty high. It was twenty seven percent. It dropped to twenty six in the in the twenty 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 one. That's when he got traded uh, to Washington, and it's at twenty seven point three. So, but in, but with the Knicks that last year it was at thirty percent. Um, but maybe to your point, this part th- at this time in his career, maybe he's not ready to be. You said a part of a big three. And not worry about getting the ball, but winning to your point. So I, I, d- I definitely do hope that's what we're going to see because he's going to a, a contender now. There, there's no excuses for Boston for him. This is it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-hmm. let, let, let's, mm-hmm. let's see that he's matured from that Dallas situation like three or two, two, I guess two years ago. And hopefully he's mm-hmm. now, okay, guys, I just want to win. So if, if, I, right. if we're going to win or win more games with me being a third option or whatever that is, I'm going to do it. I hope he has that mindset going into Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. Chris Paul to Golden State. Uh, so. Uh, wow. And Jordan Poole to ahead. Washington. Uh, Poole to Washington. Jordan Poole to Washington. <laughs> so it's so technically it's Chris Paul goes to Washington and then Washington flips him to Golden State for Jordan Poole. I mean. Yeah, two different Thoughts. trades. So Chris Paul was traded for Beal, yeah. right? Chris Paul and Beal. <laughs> they did mm-hmm. they shook hands and then Chris Paul now is at in the in the Warriors. Yeah. 
Yo, did you hear um, that Chris Paul found about the tr- about the trade while he was on an actual show? So like he was going on a show, and they're like, "Hey, the, the trade." And he's like, "I just found out just now." <laughs> like he found out while he was wow. on a show, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, I'm surprised at y'all." Like, imagine mm. that. Anyway, that's the basketball business, but that's really like imagine Fahim like you go to work and go, oh, Fahim, we traded you to this company. <laughs> You're like, "What? Wow. I just got here." Mm. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's y'all. I I couldn't be NBA player, man. You know, respect to all those guys for real, for real, because that's a whole new world. But he found out the trade while he was about to go on a show and was like, yeah, I just heard. I don't know what to think. I'm shocked mm-hmm. like you guys, blah, blah, blah. But yes, Chris Paul is now a warrior. Um, What's your thoughts on that, Raheem? Mm. Uh, thoughts. It's going to, well, it's good. I'm just wondering. So Chris Paul's always been a starter. His entire career, right? Now, I mean, he's still a starting point guard in the league, right? So I just don't know how. Well, he's a professional, so I, but it's just going to be odd, I think, seeing Chris Paul coming off the bench. But maybe will this he, part. But will he? Well, <laughs> Steph's. Not, oh, so what you think they go like with a two Steph, point well, guard backcourt? Steph, uh, like Steph plays. Steph plays uh, two a lot. Like he plays off the ball more than he plays point. Let's be real. Like especially in in the in the playoffs yeah. this year, like he was like bring up the ball wasn't always Steph. It was different people. You know what I mean? Steph would bring up the ball with games where he was the only guy shooting, but Steph plays like a combo guard. He's not like a pure point guard type player, right? Um, that so, I get. I just think Steph is as a two guard is very much undersized. I agree. I don't know how no, that would work. I mean, I, I, I just no. I mean, I, I, that, that's my point. Like, I, I don't know why they got Chris Paul. Like, like <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm trying to understand the, the the logic because you don't. Chris Paul is getting first of all for him the trade. Chris Paul was what they got, and they gave away Paul Baldwin, Ryan Rollins, a 2030 first round protected pick, and a 2027 second pick. All that for Chris Paul. You're not doing all of that just for him to go off the come off the bench for him. He's a starter. <laughs> You're not trading mm-hmm. all those guys for come off the bench. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. But to your point, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't move. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to move uh, Steph to the f- two, and then you have Clay at the three, Wiggins the four, and the five is Kevin Looney because, you know, um, Mr. Draymond hasn't resigned yet, and he opted out. I mean, you get Chris Paul. You, you get rid of all that for Chris Paul. Just from come off the bench for a bench forty million. How much are you getting paid? Forty million. He's getting paid off the bench. Uh, I think I it's thirty. You yeah. You know what I'm so saying? Like, but Jordan Poole logic, was coming just, off the bench, though, hard. wasn't he? Pardon me. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was coming yeah. off the bench, right? But they, but 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 you don't trade you don't trade three bench players for one bench player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's getting paid thirty million, right? Yeah. And, but if you think about it like this, though, do you think that their bench just got that much better with Chris Paul coming off it? I would think so, opposed to Jordan Poole. So, so what I think they're going to do, they're going to start them and probably do a stagger, a stagger yeah. with like Chris Paul and Steph or a stagger. But again, Chris, like again, Fahim, back to your original thought. You're, you're talking about him coming off the bench. Chris Paul is not coming off the bench. <laughs> not doing it he's not doing it yo if he yeah. comes to the bench for him i'll be so shocked 
That man is starting. Even if he starts for only two minutes mm-hmm. and they and they pull him off the game, he's not going there to just come off the bench. Chris Paul. That's why I'm saying, like, you don't trade three guys and two first-round picks or a first-round pick, a second-round pick, just for a bench yeah. guy. You trade him because you want him to play. You want him to win the court. You think he's going to do something that is going to help your team. And he's a great passer. And maybe they're not, you know what I'm saying? And because Draymond, maybe he's not sure he's going to come back. You need a, 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 someone, someone that can facilitate on the court, right? And Clay's not doing that. Kevin Looney's not doing that. So Wiggins not doing that. So you have Chris Paul. But anyway, back to original thought. Your prediction is Chris Paul's coming off the bench and uh, back to back up Steph. That's your original mm-hmm. thought, right? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see how those those trades, all, th- all three that we discussed, uh, they're trades that I, I would expect for the offseason uh, for some of these teams to make. None of these are really disappointing. You know, so we'll see how they how they shape shape out. Yeah, it's not disappointing. Um, I think my favorite trade is still uh Boston getting Chris Porzingis. Yeah, I like that for Boston, and I like Memphis getting Marcus Smart. Like I love mm. those two make more sense than the Beal and the Chris Paul. Those other two don't make sense yeah. at all. And I've asked yeah. a couple of Warriors fans, and they're like confused as f. <laughs> and mm. actually, Warriors fans don't like Chris Paul. Because remember, Chris Paul, <laughs> um, in that Houston course, yeah. uh playoffs, remember he gave like. Steve Kerr, the F, the kind of F you face when he walked when he walked away. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Big like, point, yeah. so a lot of the Warriors fans do this. Fahim, they hate that man. <laughs> so when they got Chris mm. Paul, imagine like us getting Embiid. You know what I'm saying? We don't hate him, but it's like, <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you're getting a rival, yeah. a rival. Like he was, he's been a rival in the Western Conference for so long, Fahim. Right? <laughs> yeah. For so long. Yeah. Now, now your enemy has joined your team. Like what? So I know a lot of Warriors fans are happy, but I mean, if if it works, you know, I'm sure like playing basketball will solve all problems. Um, and Beal, Suns fans, from what I'm told, they like it, but they're like, I don't know what it's going to look like because and because they don't know who's going to play the point guard. Will it be um, Beal or will it be um, Booker? So, again, those two mm-hmm. trades is like, we, like we're going to see. I, I don't think it's bad or they're awful trades. I'm more of a I guess we're going to see what it looks like because I, I can't envision mm. it. So when I see it, I'll know. But the Marcus Smart pickup for Memphis, ooh, Jaron Jackson, two deep points on the same team. Woo! That's going to be a defensive team, man. And then Chris Stiles with Boston. Yeah, those are two, those are my, my two favorite pickups by teams this offseason. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, nice. All right, so uh, Nelly J, uh, you want to go to For the Culture? Before we do go for the culture for him, I do want to first big up Grady Dick. Woo! He's a Raptor. He's the player that I really wanted. Big up to um, a couple people uh, on Raptor Live TV that mentioned Grady Dick. We all wanted him. We didn't think he would ever fall to 13, yeah, but he did. Because mm-hmm. um, if not, I want to count to George. So either way, we have a 6'8 shooter. A man that can shoot. From the best shooter in the draft is a Raptor and he's 6'8", y'all. You know what I'm saying? So the vision is still there. So I'd want to big up Brady Dick before I go for the culture. That's all. <laughs> also, we did pick up a undrafted yes. uh, player also. From K-State. Marquise, right. um, uh, what's his name? Marquise no, no, uh, Noel. Noel, yes, his last name. Yeah, Noel. Right. Yeah, yeah. He had a he, good he, tournament, a really impressive tournament. 
And he, you know, looked like he slipped just because of his height. He's 5'8". A lot of teams didn't really, you know, just kind of a height bias. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got him. Hello. And we and we we have good luck with uh some let's say should we say um smaller or yeah smaller players, I guess. Mighty Mouse, <laughs> we talking about yeah, Mighty Mouse, you know, uh, Muggsy Bogues that played for the Raptors also. Yeah. All right. So Nelly, let's go to for the culture. For the culture, I would like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today we're gonna highlight someone that we just spoke about that was just traded to the Warriors, uh, Mr. Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul has had a very long tenure in the NBA, drafted in 05, first round, fourth pick, like our boy Scotty, um, went to Wake Forest. Um, you know, the Hornets picked him up. He went from the Hornets, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Thunder, and the Suns, and now the Warriors. So, all-star all-NBA player, defensive team, you name it. Just He's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. But what he's doing off the court for him is amazing. So we spoke about Chris Paul um, hosting HBCU basketball tournaments, right? He's hosting now two, not just one. And that's to help um, increase the student-athletes, right? right? Giving them more exposure nationally. He also created for him um, a case study-based course called Business of Entertainment, Media, and Sports, and that will also be expanding within the HBCUs. On top of that, um, he did provide grants to Black-owned businesses through Social Change Fund United worth $55,000. And last but not least, Fahim, he's the only athlete appointed to President Joe Biden's Board of Advisors on HBCUs. Wow, I did not know this, Fahim. So that's why Chris Paul is for the culture. So, Fahim, what's your thoughts on what Chris Paul got going on, man? Uh, Chris Paul, he's... I remember the HBCU, uh, historically black colleges and universities. Uh, the NBA had a time where they were focusing on that. I think it was during the bubble. Um, they really... I guess well, Fahim, that was... Don't forget, Fahim, they're still doing it now, though. They still have the HBCU's all-star... I think they have a game, I think, that they highlight. Yeah, the yeah they, weekend, they have the right? game also, right. Yeah. So, uh, but with Chris Paul, he's been uh, uh, down with the HBCUs from, from from day one. Like, he's really been a supporter. So, it's, yeah, it's great to see that, you know, um, there's a lot of things that he's doing off the court. He did win the uh, NBA Cares Committee Assist Award. Uh, with that, uh, it's not a surprise. You know, he was once, was he the president of the NBA PA also? Like Chris Paul, mm -hmm. he's just a professional, right? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great that, that, you know, you're highlighting him in this for the culture segment for sure. Yeah. And I also like that what he's doing is going to help the, the future um, and also influence other athletes to do this as well, right? Um, you know, HBCU has its challenges. So, um, and that's that's fair. But it's always good to like help them advocate, right? Um, help, help in any any way. And so, I do think this is great for the HBCUs. Me as an outsider looking in, because I never went to one. So, um, but I like the fact that these younger athletes are getting the exposure that they wouldn't get nationally. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also mm -hmm. do like the fact that you know the whole black owned businesses. Um, supporting with those grants and guys grants is free money loans is a loan but a grant 
that means he's giving these companies like actual funding and this could help pay for anything their lease their product their marketing their advertising their staff um you know us the entrepreneurs for him we understand that any little bit of extra money it, it goes a long way for black owned business especially in this in this economy so i just think that he's touching on just such important things around black students black businesses and also the fact that he's also on the advisory board for joe biden right because they want you know having that backing right is also important as well i think the case study based course about around um entertainment media and sports in business i think it's wonderful um i think a lot of times you know we have a lot of people that represent us but they're not they're not they're not black um agents uh people in the media right who cover sports that are predominantly black athletes um i think it's great to try to as, as well help uh younger you know black students to learn more about the media and the sports world right so that so that that mm -hmm. way there's more diversity in the coaching staff in the front offices you name it fahim so i think it's covering all the bases so big up to chris paul you're for the culture um, good luck with the warriors um and yeah, I'm excited to see what he does next year because I feel like he's all do something really dope. So I'm really excited to mm -hmm. see what Chris Paul does in 2023. But yeah, like big up to him, man. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Uh, when I think of, because we were just earlier discussing about Chris Paul and possibly coming off the bench, if that could happen or not. Um, Vince Carter is somebody who, he was a starter for many of his career. And later in his career, he ended up really being a great role model, a mentor for a lot of players later in his career. Uh, Chris Paul, like I said, uh, he's very much professional. So it, w it wouldn't be surprised if it's, even if it's not in Golden State is because uh, I don't think Golden State's his last years, depending on how long he's there. Mm -hmm. I could see him being somebody who um, professional, who's who could look to even if he's not starting continue to mentor players as it's happening. So yeah, a lot of respect for Chris Paul. Ton. Yeah. I actually think Chris Paul will be a coach. I think he'll be mm. working in the NBA. Like I think he'd be mm. a great coach. I just think sure. that he, he, his IQ is phenomenal. He's probably one of the best IQ and, and he breaks down the game. Like whatever defense you gives you, like he can break that down. Imagine having a Chris Paul on your, uh, you know, coaching with you or as a coach, as a point guard, like that's freaking amazing. So I, I really mm -hmm. hope he, I mean, of course it's up to him, but I'll hope like if he goes into coaching, I know coaching is a high demand job. So maybe not coaching, maybe you said consult a team or work in a front office, but I really hope he stays uh, around the game. Yeah. yeah I, I was know. actually, when you were saying coaching, I was going to say, I was thinking um, GM, why, you know, he's already has the, the managerial type mindset. So uh, and a temperament to be a GM. So why not? Yeah, but like I said, shout out to Chris Paul. Most step. Big mm -hmm. up, big up. So, Nelly J, let's get to our last segment, which is That's Absurd. That's Absurd. Fahim, bro, what was absurd this week? Suck. What was absurd? Because <laughs> it's been weeks of this absurd topic. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay, here we go. Zion Williamson. Ooh, I don't, okay. I'm trying not to be messy. I'm trying to keep it as clean. I'm putting on my bib right now, <laughs> keeping it as clean because this is okay. Um, 
so uh what are we calling them politically correct here um uh, i don't want porn star i guess the porn star yeah okay i okay. mean it's the it's, you know it's the one okay uh porn star uh Mariah Mills is threatening to release a sex tape between her and Zion Williamson if she, he isn't traded by the Pelicans. She went to Twitter, and this is the tweet. <laughs> NBA, I have sex tapes of me and Zion Williamson, and he also has them on his trap phone. At NBA, at Pelicans NBA, trade him now. He doesn't deserve to be in New Orleans. Sex tapes dropping soon. Absurd. Absurd. That wow. sounds that sounds like a like um sex tape dropping soon reminds me of like a rapper trying to drop, you know, a new album. Like mixtape. Like a, <laughs> it's like, like a, a mixtape. Mix like, you know what I mean? Like sex th that <laughs> last line is like, wow, like this is crazy. First of all, I do not care to watch any of Zion sex <laughs> guys don't I, if it was to leak. I have, I have no desire, okay, to watch Zion um, in a sex tape, number one. Number two, I think it's so absurd because we're, we're, at, we're at a place in society where side chicks, girlfriends, whatever you want to call it, things that they can threaten a business because they don't like that person no more. So... Um, Fahim, this person, um, I hate the basketball take. So, hey, like, like this is, this is like, are you trying to blackmail the NBA? Like, is it a blackmail? Wow. Is it like, hey, like, and again, if you drop the sex tape, the NBA doesn't lose money. Like, you're acting like this sex tape is going to ruin the NBA's image. This guy has to play basketball, Fahim. I don't know when he played basketball. Since, I think, December of 2022. The NBA does not rely on Zion to be successful as a league. <laughs> Um, so I just, I, I either like, and again, you know, listen, if she wants to tweet that one, that's, that's her business, but I'm just like, do like, I, I feel like it's absurd because they're not going to do anything based on your tweet. Like, it's not, <laughs> so it's like a waste of energy. And I just think it's absurd because now we, we have NBA players, exes or side chicks or whatever you want to call it, things that they can tweet at the NBA and be like, Hey, I'm demanding all these things dropping soon like that's wild theme like i saw that tweet and i was like wow like we're here like we're now here we yeah. can't go back we've seen it it's wow. out there um man like honestly i have grace for zion and i've grace for everything for zion for all the ladies in the situation um it's not really our business to uh comment what zion should be doing what he can't like that's not the point the point of this is like the fact yo Listen, it could be anyone's wife, anyone's father. I don't care. If anyone decides to threaten the NBA with a sex tape, I don't care who <laughs> it is. That's absurd. <laughs> Forget the porn star. Anybody. Like it could be it could be your wife threatening, oh, I'm gonna release his sex tape if you don't, if you don't tell him to come home early. Like, what the hell? We are now in the matrix. We are here. So for him, it's absurd because of that. The whole Zion and the girls and what happened and all the stuff she's tweeting. Hey, uh, bless their heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, whatever resolved, how to resolve it. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Zion might, may have to get a lawyer, give her some money, you know, pay her to be a bit quiet, you know, to be silent. That's how you do, do the stuff. You, you give her money, whatever check she needs. Uh, and maybe because she's not give, like, I don't know, but that's what I would do if I was Zion's people. Yo, ask her how much she needs, money she wants. And then, you know, whatever. 
and maybe she's trying to want she wants money, but they're telling her no. Either way, if I'm Zion, I'm like, yo, drop the sex tape. I don't care. Um, cause that's all I need to go up, come after you, right? Cause I, I'm sure in certain states you can't drop sex tapes of people, um, just because you can't do that. So, um, the my dear, like, l- look at the laws on your state and figure that out. But anyway, Fahim, this entire thing is absurd. But I want to touch on the whole situation. I want to touch on this tweet. We need to like tweeting the NBA, y'all. Please, Zion is a great guy. He's a great player, but he does not define the NBA. He's not the only. St- He's not even a superstar yet, right? We had him becoming one. He's not even there yet. So this is not going to... I mean, listen, if the NBA only gave John Morant 25 days for a gun, if you leak a sex tape, Zion Megas get the same amount. Like, it's a sex. It's not his fault. You know what I'm saying? You're leaking it. That's on you. But Fahim, man, this enti- it's crazy that I someone thinks they can tweet the NBA in public and say, trade him, or the, the mixed sex tape is dropping soon. That is absurd wow wow absurd your thoughts Raheem on this messy situation because it's mess the mess is like dirt doo-doo diarrhea vomit like guys anything that's that smells dirty that's nasty is all in this pile go ahead Raheem what's your thoughts (laughs) on this on this mess man (laughs) I'm not going to comment on Zion and his decisions outside the court I'll leave that for public opinion in Zion. Um, I do think though, I'm with you. Adding the NBA to make a move is just absolutely absurd. And I guess that could just goes to speak about where we are, like you mentioned, a society where um sometimes you did, people are just too comfortable, you know? Um just the just having the access to players where you can send out a tweet and have a player reply open a space and have an NBA player jump in your space and talk. There's this like that level of accessibility that I think that's gone too far when you're tweeting the NBA with a threat, just absurd. Absurd. You know, Fahim, I really, listen, if if I was really a good educator, like if I knew how to create coursework and design courses, I'm creating a South Carolina course called John Morant and Zion. And in that in that class, in that course, we're gonna go through a journey of John Morant's two year decisions, what he's doing, and you know, what what are ways to prevent this? Like like as a PR person or as you know, like how do you solve these crises, right? Like I think it's a good I think at this point we're here, y'all. We can't go back. So how how do we learn from this? How do we learn uh, you know if if your client is like a jaw or a Zion, what to do, right? How to this could be a really good um teachable moment. <laughs> Um, because this can't like this, the South Carolina can't be as absurd as like, it's, it's crazy. So to me, create a coursework around these situations, um, train media training, train players. I think it's mandatory on, on how to do on what not to do. And also how to deal with crisis. Like, Hey, what, what if your client has a porn star and she lost the leak sex tapes? What do you do? Like, I think that could all be in a course. So I hope all the educators listening, all the teachers out there, they're taking, and say, you know what? Let's put this into an actual, you know what? Take all of her tweets, put them in a nice little textbook <laughs> and and talk about how do we deal with this? What is your next steps, right? Um, but yeah, I just, again, I have grace for Zion. I have grace for all the girls. Because again, everyone seems hurt and people that are hurt hurt people, right? 
So it seems like there's a whole bunch of pain and no one's healing and a lot of like, you know, revenge happening and, you know, and also like, you know, feel slated. So I just hope, you know, Zion's okay. I hope all the ladies are okay. I hope they figure out again in my business. I hope they figure it out because I, I don't, I'm not paid enough to figure out their problems to comment <laughs> on what Zion should and shouldn't be doing. But I do hope players, coaches, and everyone learns from the situation as to how do we manage this type of lifestyle. So that way it doesn't come to the public eye like this. Um, but to your point, um, you're adding the NBA, a whole national basketball association been around for over 75 years thinking that your sex mixtape dropping soon is going to <laughs> you make call them... a sex mixtape with this hilarious sex no mixtape. like it was like a, a, a commercial like yeah um you. I, but you know what for him the saga continues and again y'all if the mixtape gets dropped sorry the sex tape gets dropped sorry i don't want to see it so i'm gonna <laughs> there. No. all right all right now dj uh, let's put this episode in the books y'all that was a good rookie show if you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself please like and subscribe but before we end the show as y'all know we do our shout outs so again Fahim you know we come from Toronto the summer is here uh, that's absolutely we can talk about the weather but the summer is here finally um, so this week I actually um, want to give a big shout out to <laughs> to be quite simple I'm a Raptors fan so y'all know I'm coming with this Mr. Grady Dick GD um, apparently they said his jersey sales might sell out really quickly because those dick on the back of the jersey um, will I buy a Grady Dick jersey? Maybe not but if uh, but if it sells out I'll look, I'll look, look, look like that'd be great for him but nonetheless I want to pick him up he seems excited to be a Raptor he mentioned that he wants to meet Drake don't worry buddy you're going to meet Drake if you're a Raptor player um, but he decided to come here. He decided to play with Scotty Barnes and Fahim. The future to me looks bright. We have some young players in Scotty, Trent, Grady, OG, Siakam doesn't 30 yet. In two years, it's going to be, a, I see the vision. Um, whatever we happen this this postseason in terms of trade and whatnot, I'm all for it. But yeah, just pick up to Grady's dick. I, I like when we get a pickup and they start to come here. That's dope, Fahim. So. Make up to him. How about you, Fahim? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'll keep it Raptors team. Also, then, um, Marquise uh, Noel. Uh, he is the sh shortest player in the league right now, officially, at 5'8. Wow. So, big up to him. I know we mentioned him earlier, but as you know, a welcome. Uh, it could be another Fred Van Vliet situation undrafted. He's got the heart. Uh, he is a five year player. Uh, 23 years old so he's a more seasoned uh, grown rookie but mm -hmm. you know uh, that worked out well for Fred Van Bleed also in that same situation so sometimes it's not it's not so much um, you know when you get there but how long you stay there and um, yeah best luck to him I'll end there absolutely so for him now that he's joined the, he's part of the short club of the NBA, big up to them. Guess how many other players are under five or under, I should say, under 5'11". No, no, sorry, under, I guess uh, under six feet. Officially, I guess, based on, yeah. In the league right now. So yeah, how many feet? players do you think? Yeah. He's now one. Go with, who, who the others yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. seven. 
There's three others. Only three. Three. Yeah, but wow. I think they're lying though, because I don't think Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet are taller than six feet. But whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh wait, but... did they have Fred Van Vliet as over six feet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, then, they, yeah, they have him as, as, the same height as Kyle Lowry. But if you Google a picture of Fred Van Vliet and Kyle, he's shorter than Kyle Lowry. The yeah. picture of that. Okay. So again, what so do see, I know? Officially, officially three though. Okay. Cool. But it's three. Yeah, Jordan McLaughlin from the Timberwolves, David Stockton, and um, McKinley Wright, the fourth. They're all five nine. So there you go. They're all 5'9". So he's now 5'8". Mm-hmm. Like you said, the shortest player. But yeah, I didn't think we'd have like three others that are around the 5'9", five, 5'8 five, range. But we do. Right. So big up to, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. great shout nice. out. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and put this episode in the books. Yes, y'all. That's a good rookie show. If you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself, please like and subscribe. And talk to the friend. Fahim. We are on all platforms if you're looking for us. Now that's a good rookie show. And we out. Peace. <laughs>